We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, everyone. Before we get started, I wanted to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive a personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is you get all of this for only $15 a month, the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports podcasting experience. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com slash join. Check out the description box for this episode to find out more, but that's bwhustle.com slash join. On today's episode of BuzzBeat, we bring on third-year forward of the Charlotte Hornets, Miles Bridges. We get to speak to him about his upbringing, what he remembers about the draft night trade, his goal for the rest of the season, plus much more. All that up next. Blue Wire. With the third pick in the 2020 NBA draft, the Charlotte Hornets select LaMelo Ball from Chino Hills, California. TJ. All right, what's going on, everyone? And thanks for tuning in to another BuzzBeat. This is Richie. I'll be joined by co-host Brian and Spencer today, as well as the 12th overall pick in 2018, 2020's rising star MVP in Charlotte's third year forward, Miles Bridges. Miles, how's everything going, man? Everything's going good, man. Yeah, no, definitely what he said. <laughs> So b- before we get uh, deep in basketball conversation here, Miles, um, I, I know you have uh, two kids, and I actually just realized that your your son was born two days before mine. So I'm sure we're experiencing some of the the same <laughs> milestones here. Uh, I've been introduced to some of these TV shows that I've never seen as a kid, uh, or maybe they just weren't around when I was a kid. 
I'm going to list a TV show, Miles. You you tell me if you're familiar with it because of your kids. Have you heard of uh, Blippy before? Uh, yeah. Coco Melon? Yeah, Coco Melon as well. <laughs> Coco Melon. I got what, what was yours? Blippy. Have you heard Blippy? Uh, never heard of that one. Yeah. But yeah, Coco Melon is definitely one that my son listens to or watches a lot, and he's he's drawn to it as as much as he can be. So in terms of your upbringing in Flint, Michigan, uh, I think when many people, basketball fans, hear the word Flint, they think of Mo Pete, they think of Mateen Cleaves, they think of Charlie Bell. But I'd also assume that Flint's a big football town as well. Um, were you a one-sport kid when you were younger, or did you play multiple sports growing up? Uh, I, I would say I was multiple. Yeah, I, I was definitely multiple. I played baseball when I was younger. Um, yeah. And then I played football. I played football in high school. I had a couple offers, actually, from, from, from football. And, yeah, but I, I was really good in baseball, and then I stopped. But, yeah, basketball was just the best sport for me. Yeah, and, and at what age did you get into basketball and – at what age did you know that, you know, that this could lead, you know, to a, a place collegiately or a place professionally even? Uh, I'll have to say my, my junior year of high school. So you went on to play at, at Huntington Prep in West Virginia uh, for your final three seasons of, of your high school career. Uh, it's a well-known program. Uh, players like Andrew Wiggins and Keldon Johnson and Thomas Bryant went there as well. How does that experience at a prep school prepare you for college in ways that a normal high school couldn't? Uh, I'll have to say just um, me being away from home, that, that, that helped me out a little bit with like the traveling. And, um, and even when I went to college and I was traveling a, a lot to, um, to be on the road by myself. I mean, I was I was always growing up with my mom, being around my sisters and all that. But when when I went to prep school, I was really off by myself, and I had to take care of myself. I mean, I lived with a host family, but at the same time, I had to hold myself accountable. And I feel like that helped me out in college and and what I'm doing now professionally. Yeah, Miles, in your after after Huntington Prep, you went on to MSU. Uh, you had a big season your freshman year at, at Michigan State. I even remember uh, covering a game that you played at your freshman year, early in your freshman year at Duke. Uh, at Cameron North Stadium, you, you probably could have even gone pro. I actually, you almost certainly could have gone pro after that year. Maybe would have even been a lottery pick in 2017. You know what was the? But you decided to go back for your sophomore year. What was sort of the biggest thing you got going back to East Lansing uh, for your sophomore year and, and one more season uh, of college ball with uh, uh, Tom Izzo? Uh, I have to say, just my maturity. I mean, my 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 first year, I was just I I really didn't like recognize the game like. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch that much film and all that type of stuff. I didn't pay attention to, to defensive defensive schemes and all that. But my second year, we had to um, every, all the focus was on me. All the teams there, their their scouting report was about me. So I had to actually watch film on teams, uh, watch films on our offense to see other ways I could break down the defense. So I feel like that it helped a lot with my. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah. And, and look, obviously, you're, you're a lefty out of Michigan State. Uh, you know, right now, there's, a, there's another lefty at Michigan State that's having a, a really good junior season. Um, and Aaron Henry, uh, who played with your former teammates, Cassius Winston and uh, Xavier Tillman. Uh, you know, Aaron's the guy that probably could have gone out for the draft uh, a, a year ago, too. But yeah, can you give us a, what are your thoughts? Like, can you give us a quick scattering report on Aaron Henry? I, I think he's a really good player. But just, you know, what have you seen from uh, from sort of like the next great you know, Michigan State uh, wing this season? Uh, well, it's funny because. Aaron, he was he was my recruit when when he took his visit to Michigan State. Um, so we've been close ever since, and mm-hmm. and just watching him grow every year, it, it's been great to see. I mean, he's very versatile. He could guard, well, one through four, two through five, really. But well, yeah, one through four from what I've seen, um, he's very vocal on the defensive end and on the offensive end. He could get to the rim and he could shoot. I mean, he's just an all around player. So I'm just I'm just happy to see him grow under Coach Is and and the coaching staff and. I mean, they're having a tough season this year, but but he's having a good year, so yeah. I'm, I'm I'm happy. I'm happy for him. They got a big, they got a good win over the weekend, and uh, he played really well against the Indians. Yeah, yeah, so that, for sure. That was good. Twenty-seven to see. points. Yep, yep. And Miles, I want to go back to draft night with you a little bit. I, I'm sure that was quite a blur. Um, you were selected in the lottery, twelfth overall, and then you were traded. So I, I'm curious, like, when did you learn about being traded? Uh, because Charlotte to Los Angeles, that's about as uh, far apart in the United States <laughs> as you can get. So, like, what were those emotions like? When did you actually find out where you were really going to play basketball? And, yeah, just kind of, like, walk me through what you remember about that night. Yeah, it, it, it was a blur. I mean, the draft, the draft was a blur. I really didn't know where I was going to go. At first, I thought I was going to go to Chicago. I was going to go to Philly. And then that's when Charlotte came up with the 11 pick and they picked Shea. I actually knew when they picked Shea that they were going to trade for me on the next pick. Um, so, I mean, I was excited. I mean, I was just blessed to be there and any team I got drafted to, I, I was going to be, I was going to be happy, man. So, but, but yeah, it, it was a crazy night because me and Shea were best friends and, and we grew up playing against each other. And for us to get traded on draft night, it was kind of, it's kind of a funny story. Now, um, is it true that you never worked out for Charlotte during the pre-draft process? Yeah, I, I didn't work out for Charlotte. I, I I had a lot of workouts. I had like seven workouts, um, but they actually wanted me to come in and, and work out like two days before the draft, and I was just like, I don't know if I could do that. But I still had a good conversation with them though, at, at the draft combine with, with Mitch and, and everybody. Gotcha. So you called their bluff. You knew they liked you. You didn't need to go work out. <laughs> no, I just it just draft night was two 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 nights two nights later, and I was like, I'm trying to get my get my mind right. Yeah. No, I completely understand. So, how did it feel to be drafted by MJ? I mean, obviously, depending on your opinion, you know, one of the 
certainly one of the best players ever, if not the greatest. And then, you know, depending on how it, how it felt to be drafted by him, I mean, what is what has MJ done to impact your career to this point? Yeah, I mean, I, I grew up watching MJ all my life. Um, I've always been a big fan. Um, and for him to just for, – for him to draft me is, is crazy. I mean, I met him during the Jordan Brand Classic in, in high school. Actually, not really met him, but I shook his hand. Um, but, yeah, my first time, like, actually meeting him and talking to him was, was when he – he drafted me the, the night after or the day after. Um, and he, he gives me tips um, here and there. He gives me advice on, on how I should play, um, especially my, my rookie year. He was really, really talking to me, just getting me out of getting, getting me out of the rookie wall and all that type of stuff. So, yeah, he, it, it's great that he, he's an owner that, that knows the game and, and can talk to the players. And, and actually, you can relate to him because he's the greatest ever played the game. So, it, it really is great for him to be – um, the owner of the team. Is he involved in practices anymore? Or is that, or is that a thing of the past? Uh, I mean, yeah, he, he, he'll show up to a practice and watch. He, he won't get involved, but, uh, yeah, he, he, he sit there and watch. He'll pull some players aside, um, and, and give us a pep talk and all that type of stuff. So coming into your rookie season, Miles, you were actually on a team with a lot of good vets like Tony Parker and, and Kimba and Marvin Williams as well. Uh, what did those guys do behind the scenes, you know, whether it was in practice or on the sidelines that helped you kind of figure out what needed to be done to be a good pro in your rookie season? I just I just watched TP. Um, I just watched TP every day, just watched his every movement. I just wanted to learn from him. Uh, Kimba the same way. Marvin Williams is another great teammate. Um, I, I, it's like I learned a lot from those guys. I learned how to take care of my body from TP. Uh, with Kimba, I learned how to how to just deal with deal with pressure. I mean, he, he was a star player on the team, um, and he had all the weight on his shoulders for us to win. So I just watched how he handled all of that stuff. Um, and, and Marv, Marv, he's just a great teammate. So I just learned from him on, on how to be great off the court with your teammates, and you know, go to dinner, spend time with them, and get your off court chemistry right. So. For me to be for me to be drafted into into an organization like that with, with great vets, it, it was good for me. And you actually entered the same year that JB was hired as the head coach in Charlotte. I know the word that's been thrown around with JB a lot has been you know player development, and I think many people see that term and and assume that he's just a guy that's just there to nurture the young guys. But there's clearly more to this guy as a coach. And and me personally, I've been very impressed with his X's and O's. Uh, Two-part question here, Miles. One, how would you describe the offense that you guys are running right now? And then number two, how much has that changed since you and JB have uh, entered in, in your rookie season? I mean, it's, it's definitely more ball movement. Uh, from what I've seen of the Hornets before JB got here, uh, it was a lot of it was a lot of ISO ball. I mean, because Kemba, he's one of the best ISO guards in the league. So why why not ISO him? But um, when JB came in, he he helped Kemba have people to move ball move the ball to. We, we, we had plays for Jeremy Lamb. We had plays for Nick Batum. Um, even had plays for me just to give him the ball. He and that's where I feel like Kemba uh, did great off the ball and on the ball that year. And he and he had one of his best um, best years of his career. So. JB, he is great at um, player development, and yeah, I mean, he, he, he is good. He has great coaches under him, Jay Hernandez. Um, you have Nate, Nathan Mitchell. Um, you have Dutch. All those guys, they're, they're really great at, at player development. The way they work together is it, it, really good. 
Yeah, we've actually had Dutch on the podcast before. And uh, one thing that I've noticed from you this season, and I'm not sure if I've asked you this before, has been your playmaking. I've definitely asked JB about this. And he said that's been the biggest skill development piece out of anyone on the roster this season. Do you feel that's always been a part of your game? Or is that something that you've made an effort to kind of improve over uh, the offseason? Just handling the ball, passing the ball, everything that's involved with the playmaking aspect. Yeah, I mean, I, I always love passing the ball, getting flashy assists, getting, getting all the type of flashy passes and all that type of stuff when I was young. So um, during the years, I, I've been I've been a four or five my whole life, and then I switched over to the three at Michigan State. Um, but I feel like yeah, passing has always been it has always been um, something I could do at, at a very. I feel like I could do it at a very high level. Uh, but I got, I got to get my turnovers together, watch some more film on that. But I, I feel like I could, I could pass the ball, like, really good. Uh, speaking of passing, uh, LaMelo Ball was drafted, and you guys seem to have an immediate catch, connection right from the start of the, you know, the preseason. Um, transition, half-court, designs, you know, freelance, whatever. You know, you play with a great point guard in college, and Cassius Winston, that was an excellent passer too. But what's it like playing with a guy like like Lamelo that can make passes out of nowhere? And you know, has it even been a little bit of an adjustment to play with him, or is it was it just an an, an immediate fit uh, playing with Lamelo this season? Yeah, I mean, he, he was always one step ahead of the defense, um, and that's what makes him great. He's a really smart player. Um, yeah, it's great. Our first practice, I, I missed like three, four passes from him. He was like, bro, always look at me. I'm, I'm always looking at you. Um, so ever since then, I've just, just always look. Whenever you had the ball, you got to say, he's accused, man. You got to adjust to that. Um, but now we have, we have a great chemistry going. Uh, believe you, he's come along um, and we're all doing a great job. Uh, you know, during your, oh, you actually just answered what was going to be my follow-up, but so I'll just move on to the next one here. You know, during your rookie season, uh, you came off the the bench a lot. Uh, other than that, you know, certainly going back to Michigan state, you've been a starter. You're coming off the bench this season. What's, what do you think for you is the biggest advantage? Cause I ultimately like, look, it probably, you know, it matters more who's finishing the games or whatever. So for you, at the start, what's the biggest advantage seeing the sort of the flow of the game for a few minutes, seeing how things are playing out and then getting to come in and add your own stamp on how the, how the game is, uh, how the game's progressing. And maybe how has that changed since your rookie season too? Yeah. Um, coming off the bench, you, you definitely, that, that's definitely a, a, a pro coming off, off the bench. You, can, you see how teams are playing. You see their offense, you see their defensive schemes. Um, and then you can come in and, and adjust. Um, I, I talk to the coaches on the sideline, see what I could do before I come in. Um, even the players that come off the bench with me, we talk to each other. We and we, we tell each other like, look, we got to do this, we got to do that. Um, we got to get stops right here. We got to we got to rotate. Um, so yeah, that, that's 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 a a good pro for coming off the coming off the bench. Um, starting the game, I feel like for me is just bringing energy because mm-hmm. you know starting off the game it could be really slow, especially for us. We get off the slow starts all the time. But yeah, just bringing energy for me is is goes along with me starting. Miles, I want to talk about Gordon Hayward uh, for a second. You know, Brian brought up your connection with Lamelo a few questions ago, and I, and I think you've, in a lot of ways, that probably aren't as obvious as your connect, connection with Lamelo. I think Hayward's really helped you this season. Just talk, just like name a few things that he's brought to this locker room, um, and then I'm interested on uh, what you think about him potentially being an All Star. I know that's going to be announced later. He might be on the outside looking in, but I think he's got a good case. 
I definitely think um, Gordon should be an All Star. Um, I don't see why 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 he couldn't. I mean, he's proving all the doubters wrong, and the way he's just been helping me is I, I pay the, I'm treating him like I treat TP. Um, I'm watching everything that that he does, um, how professional he is off the court, um, the way he comes in and get treatment, and just the way he handles things in the clutch, all that type of stuff. Just off the court, on the court, I'm just always always watching him. Um, but yeah, and and I sp- I spend time with, with, with Gordon. I, I try to pick his brain a lot. Um, when we're when we're shooting, when we're going through plays, um, and he, he and he's always been staying on me about being aggressive in ball. Um, so I feel like he's he's a big part of my confidence. Um, he's just been telling me to shoot the ball over and over again. Like even when I'm not open, he's like, Miles, you got to be aggressive. Got to be aggressive. So I feel like he's just helped me out a lot in those ways. That's awesome. So. I, is, what I want to ask you next, I mean, and I'll start by saying it's been it's been awesome to watch you develop as a player offensively and defensively. Um, the highlight that I'll probably think of more than any so far this season is the one you had last night where you blocked Gobert. I believe it was. <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong. Came down the other end and hit a, hit a three from the top of the arc. I mean, that was the best defensive to offense sequence I've seen from you all season. And there's a lot to pick from. If you have one thing that you're really focusing on developing from this moment to the end of the season, what would you say that that is? Um, and then number two, what's the overarching goal for this team sitting just a few games below 500 right on that playoff bubble? Uh, and how does it get there? Uh, well, I've just really focused on uh, my defense, my defense a lot and my playmaking. Um, but really just my defense because that's what the team needs and me just to guard the best player um, and, and get stops for everybody. Um, but the main focus for the, for our team is just to win and make the playoffs. I mean, everybody has their mind on the playoffs, playoffs, playoffs. Um, coach, he's made that, a, he's, he's emphasized that. But we got to take it one game at a time. Um, and, and I feel like, all the, I mean, I haven't experienced the playoffs, so I'm very hungry to get to the playoffs. The league hasn't. Um Gordon, he he's been to the playoffs. Terry hasn't been in the last two years, so so everybody's focused on on just winning. All right, as as we wrap up here, we got two final questions for you. Uh, I'm not sure how they're going about selecting the dunk contest participants this year, but if they were to come to you and ask if you wanted to be in the All Star game and participate in the dunk contest again, uh, would you would you go or would you use this time as a break? Uh, I don't know. It, it depends, man. Uh, I mean, I, I for sure need a break, but I mean, the fans keep asking me to get into it. So, so I, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we would love to see you, but, uh, we, we understand this has been a crazy year with all the testing <laughs> and, um, yeah, yeah I, I can yeah. only imagine how taxing it is physically, but also mentally as well. And then last question here, uh, what are your thoughts on the Airbnb nickname? Do you approve <laughs> of it or do you not? No, I love it. Uh, yeah, we reached out to Airbnb, and I and I, I love the nickname, man. And it's cool too. It's actually cool because you know we get lobs, ball bridges, B and B. You know what I'm saying? So it, it was a tough nickname. Why did it seem like Lamelo was hesitant at first? Because he, he in a post game interview, he's like he didn't know if he really wanted to go that route. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think he just wanted to get involved with. B and B, just like just like me. So. <laughs> well, we do appreciate your time, Miles, uh, and good luck the rest of the way. Thanks, yeah, appreciate Miles. you. Yeah, thank you. 
Yeah, thanks, Miles. Good luck tomorrow night. All right, guys. Thanks again for tuning in to another Buzz Beat. Hope you guys enjoyed the interview with Miles Bridges. Uh, There were some connection issues that we had to fix out to start with, but it ended up being a good conversation uh, with Bridges. If you guys are listening right now and haven't given us a review on Apple Podcasts, we'd really appreciate it if you guys could just scroll down on our page and hit that five stars leave a review as well. We love reading those, getting that feedback. It takes all of 30 seconds to do. For Spencer and for Brian, I'm Richie. We will see you guys next time.